0: Situation. He took a pitch in the back. He got beamed for crying out loud. We used heart attack. Use the heart attack. Please. Managers on a Major League Baseball team don't make decisions. Don't the credibility in this situation is worse than losing your job. Was it over with it? Germans Bob Pearl Harbor? The castration of the Major League Baseball managers, we know it. Ask me about my win, hair. Hey? Former NBA player John Sally just reported. Uh, had a birthday, his 58th, and what stands out about him, and I find fascinating, he was the first player in NBA history to win championships with three different teams. And off the top of your head, you don't really see it. You obviously remember him from the bad boy Piston teams in the late 80s and early 90s, and of course, he won championships with the Pistons in 1989 and 1990, but he was also part of the Bulls team that won the NBA championship in 1996. He was traded there from Toronto mid-season, played in 17 games in the regular season with the Bulls, and then was a rotational player, played in 16 games in the postseason for the Bulls, and then was also part of the Los Angeles Lakers team of 99-2000 with Shaq and Kobe and Phil Jackson when they won their championship. But once again, kind of in a Robert Ory type of situation uh, an announcement and understanding you know he kind of was in the right place at the right time and of course later on um, Robert Ory, Danny Green and LeBron James are the only other players in NBA history who have won championships with three or more basketball teams I haven't chimed in too much about the uh, clutter or the discussion when it comes to where Baker Mayfield is going to play next year when it comes to the National Football League and a lot of it a lot of the discussion and you hear sometimes it's a little bit too much. But the reason that Baker Mayfield's name keeps cycling through the football news cycle is because of the dearth of amount of quality quarterbacks out in the National Football League. And in fact, there is such a weakness when it comes to teams being able to have adequate and competent signal callers that Baker Mayfield may be a little bit more rated or rated higher than he really is as far as his ability to lead a franchise and be their quarterback. Now listen, we we can recap what's happened which has kind of been a weird, uh, a whole weird year. If you're Baker Mayfield if you're the Cleveland Browns, if you've followed everything from the things that Baker says that people don't like and obviously they're polarizing they're going to get a lot of pundits, a lot of sports talk hosts are going to want to call out Baker Mayfield and say he's this and say he's that well he went from being the franchise quarterback of the Cleveland Browns somebody that at least you felt the Browns were going to go one more year with I mean they did guarantee his fifth year option and obviously the injuries he played through last year which was combined with some in uh, inopportune and not good play down the stretch which led to the Browns not making the playoffs and the thought from owner Haslam on down, that the Browns were going to seek a definitive upgrade. They weren't going to make a lateral move. They weren't going to bring in somebody that they felt was just as good as Baker to compete with him. If they were going to bring in another quarterback, that quarterback was going to be leaps and bounds better than what Baker Mayfield could bring to the football field, and they did that. When they made the controversial trade, or the trade for the controversial Deshaun Watson, and of course Deshaun Watson has got issues of his own. He's dealing with these uh, mass amount of lawsuits coming from you know every masseuse in the country wants to feel like they can jump in and be part of this you know class action lawsuit against Deshaun Watson for wanting a little more when it comes to uh, a massage. You know, we could get into that. I don't. I don't really feel like talking about it. But listen, if it's up to you, you want to hit the comment feed, you want to make this part of the discussion, go for it. But obviously, an upgrade that the Browns made when it came to Deshaun Watson over Baker Mayfield, basically leaving Baker without a place to play. And you've seen all you've seen this offseason is, hey, Baker's going to be here. He's going to go there. These are all fits, starting with Houston, which, by the way, is trading a, a franchise quarterback to the Browns, and they don't really have one now. There's people that believe in Davis Mills. Listen, I think he is a an adequate quarterback. I don't think he's going to make too many Pro Bowls. I mean, maybe if you talk about uh, you know top quarterbacks in the AFC, let's say you know your top six all don't want to play in the game, and they all bow out for a certain reason, and Davis Mills has a good season, and maybe he makes a Pro Bowl in that in that type of context. Um, I, I don't think the Texans are going to win a AFC championship, let alone a Super Bowl, with Davis Mills as their quarterback. So they passed. Obviously, Denver made the big move to get Russell Wilson. Um, you look at you know, the Packers re-upping Aaron Rodgers and saying, hey, this is going to be our guy. Jimmy Garoppolo is still in San Francisco, by the way. Yeah, battling an injury. He may not be ready for the start of the season, but... Uh, certainly with him and Trey Lance there, you know Trey Lance is the quarterback of the future. Seattle made the Russell Wilson trade. They got Drew Locke there. Geno Smith may very well be the starting quarterback of the immediate future for the Seattle Seahawks. Who knows? Carolina, they, they went and got Matt Corral in the draft. Sam Darnold's still there. And even the Titans, which I mentioned on a couple programs ago, talking about them adding Malik Willis when they already have Ryan Tannehill. Now, sites, especially football sites, are going to have this obsession with trying to find a home for Baker Mayfield before the upcoming NFL season. And I hate to break this to you, it's not going to happen. The place where Baker Mayfield's going to be, not through the start of OTAs, certainly, where he's not going to be part of. Maybe he decides to hold out, maybe he doesn't. But he's going to be a member of the Cleveland Browns. And, hey, if Deshaun Watson gets suspended for maybe the entire NFL season. It might not be the worst place for Baker Mayfield to play as he's playing out his fifth-year option. And, oh, yeah, there are 31 other teams in the NFL that may have some intrigue, some interest, in what he can bring to the table and how he can perform. Because all the discussion last year when it came to Baker Mayfield was, um, is he really as bad as we've seen this year? Because he did not play well last year. The year before, he helped the Browns. He took them to the playoffs you saw a lot of positive when it came to Baker Mayfield, his ability to run that offense in Cleveland. Now, last year, obviously, left a lot to be desired. But you understood that he had the torn labrum in his shoulder. You understood the injuries that he was playing through. Which, by the way, he could have gone on the IR and missed the rest of the season. And then you'd say, hey, you know, Baker Mayfield at full strength, maybe he could give a little more than we feel in our eyes and in our head and our minds and our hearts that he could right now. Now, as he gets prepared for the season, he's going to try to get close to 100%. The best thing for Baker Mayfield is to show up and be part of the Cleveland Browns. The biggest issue, and you keep hearing pundits bring this up, is Baker Mayfield and his ego. From an egotistical standpoint, you've got to have an ego. you got to be narcissistic. you got to be an absolute prick. When it comes to being an NFL quarterback. Because it's like you're you're basically the second in command when it comes to running the franchise. The coach, you know, he brings in his coaching staff, his philosophy, you know, offense, defense, he brings in all his people, and he is the head honcho. But outside of that, there's no other player on the football field that's more important than the quarterback. So you gotta be a little bit of a dick. And I understand Baker Mayfield being that, having that pride. Not wanting it to be a risk. Feeling disrespected. Which he certainly should. But his performance last year probably doesn't put him in the top half in regards to echelon when we're talking about quarterbacks in the National Football League. But is he one of the best 32? I certainly believe he is. So my solution, if I'm Baker Mayfield, the best thing to do is not push for a trade. I mean, ultimately, Baker Mayfield's future is... And any success that he has down the road, as we rank him when it comes to how good of a quarterback Baker Mayfield is when the book is open and when the book is closed, however many years it is down the road, is going to be judged by Baker Mayfield's performance wearing the next uniform that he's wearing. It's not going to be the Cleveland Browns. Who knows what it is? I'm not going to sit here and speculate. I don't care if you, if you think it's going to be Carolina, you think it's going to be Seattle, you're trying to find a team that maybe has a weak quarterback and you could pencil Baker Mayfield in there, Baker Mayfield is basically on that option year right now. And you know what? Off the top of my head, I'm comparing him to what we saw in 2021 from Marcus Stroman when he pitched for the New York Mets. Because Marcus Stroman opted out for the COVID-shortened 2020 season. One of many players that did that. You know, no, he had no feeling either way when it comes to that. That was his decision, and the Mets gave him a qualifying offer for what eighteen point six million to play the next year, and he accepted it. And what he did, he went out there on the field and he balled. He went out there and he performed. He played, he pitched as good as he has ever had in his career. Set himself up for a nice contract. I'll be at a two-year contract with a uh, an option for a third year, but. He'll end up making some big buck over it. This, to me, is Baker Mayfield's option year, his last year of his contract, his rookie deal, and odds are, Deshaun Watson's going to be suspended when this season starts. And listen, you still need that to happen. You know, if this trial and whatever this is just drags forward, and Deshaun Watson's on the field and he ends up playing the entire season. Uh, you know, maybe it makes it a little more difficult. It makes it tougher for Baker Mayfield to hold the clipboard, be on the bench, and be that type of player. But I think there's 31 other teams that are going to look at, see how he handles this situation. And if he's part of the team, if he becomes a leader, now listen, if Watson's taking all the snaps, then Watson's the guy. But he, he's got a chance to prove himself to be the leader of that next team that he's going to be the quarterback of. And like I said, optimally, if he becomes the starting quarterback by default if Watson gets suspended for let's say the entire season, which seems feasible, seems reasonable at this point. You know, they these lawsuits have dragged out long enough where you could think about how Uh, The NFL might be protecting itself if they say, listen, let me just impose a year-long suspension and then just move on from this. Forget about the commissioner's exempt list. Forget about waiting for more details to emerge. Let's react on this because, you know, maybe it's not in the best interest from a publicity standpoint to have Deshaun Watson on the field at this point. And I don't know if I've really felt this way all along. I think my opinion on this subject has evolved over time. But you think about it, you know Trevor Bauer in baseball. That situation, obviously, um, the details are a little more alarming. Um, some of the accusations and the things that happened, you know, with this woman, and baseball jumped in and said, you know what, you know, forget about coming to a solution with this. Let's put a suspension in there, and let's not risk Trevor Bauer being on the field and having more, um, you know, disparaging details come come our way. And put us in a bad PR situation. So if Deshaun Watson is suspended, the Browns have a quarterback that's basically playing for his football life. Understanding that his future likely won't be in Cleveland. But if I'm Baker Mayfield, forget about all these trade rumors to these other teams. It might be best suited for him to play for the Cleveland Browns this year. And if Deshaun Watson is suspended, he goes out there and balls. That he's going to find himself under center for a team that's going to be interested in his services. Not saying, hey, I'll take him to compete with some of the other quarterbacks that are out there. Because Baker's got something to prove. In Baker Mayfield's head and his mind, he is leaps and bounds better than what the public perception is right now. And I think because of that, you need to try to figure out where it is. Where is Baker Mayfield? He's probably somewhere in the middle. Maybe not as bad as you saw last year because of the injuries and the bad pub. But maybe he's not as good as he thinks he is when he thinks, hey, he's uh, Joe Montana or Tom Brady. I don't know where he thinks, but obviously to be a quarterback in the NFL, you got to freaking believe pretty heavy in yourself. But he goes out there and he plays this year. And he plays well. He plays better than last year. Maybe even better than two years ago. And he leads the Browns to the playoffs. And the Browns say, hey, well, we committed ourselves to Deshaun Watson. We gave up all these picks. We're going to give him all this money down the road. He's going to be our guy for the future. And all of a sudden, Baker Mayfield may get to pick the next place that he ends up. So as as we get further into the NBA playoffs, the more I follow this, the more I'm starting to really feel passion about a Boston Celtic Golden State Warriors NBA Finals. And I really feel, and I, and I didn't really feel this before, but as you know, the war of attrition continues to go down, and teams get eliminated, and you start to see the best in the teams that are still out there on the court playing basketball. You know, my belief in the Boston Celtics has been real. You know, I picked them before the playoffs to get to the NBA Finals. I had them beat in Miami. You know, you're looking at the situation right now. Series 1-1 headed to Boston for games 3 and 4 right now. And, you know, I look out on the West. I believed in Phoenix. I told you my opinions of Memphis. I thought Memphis, not just from where they ranked in regards to being the number two team in the Western Conference and record. I love the fact that they play better without John Morant. I love the depth that they have on their team. And I dismissed a lot of what, some of the pundits were saying when it came to the teams too young, the teams too immature. And Phoenix, hey, I thought that was this was their year. You know, They got to the NBA Finals. They were the, the basically the groomsmen or the bridesmaid uh, falling just short to the Milwaukee Bucks who are the NBA champions, uh, the defending NBA champions. I thought this was their year. Well, listen, Dallas played a good series. They deserve to be in the position at their end. I think Golden State I've seen two games, and I understand Dallas hasn't been at home yet. I'd be shocked if the series went any different than what we've seen so far. It looks like the Warriors are going back to the NBA Finals. uh, What would be, what, the sixth time in the last eight years or sixth time in the last nine years? I'm I'm not relying on any numbers right here, but I believe that's correct. But Boston-Golden State, to me, brings a lot of attention. Not just the Celtics in their, you know, there's seventeen championships, not just the notoriety of the Boston Celtics, but the depth that they have there. The fact that they got five starters that could all defend positions one through five. They got depth coming off the bench. You know, Grant Williams not being in the starting lineup gives them a, a huge jolt. Allows them to rest a couple of the guys that they have there every day. I think Jalen Brown's taking great steps. Uh, Marcus Smart's becoming more of an offensive player. Obviously, we know about what he could do from the defensive end. And I'm starting to have a little doubts about Miami for the first time. And I felt Miami being the the top of the conference all year, getting a lot of help from players that I don't think a lot of people that follow the NBA regularly would have expected help from. Max Struess, Gabe Vincent, you know, Duncan Robinson, who was kind of that guy a couple of years ago, signed a big extension. He's basically not even part of the rotation now. But you look at Adebayo and, of course, the best player on the court, I don't have any doubt in my mind, is Jimmy Butler. You know, there's there's no way. I mean, I and I, and I think even if the if the Heat were lucky enough to make it to the NBA Finals, Jimmy Butler is going to be the best player on the court. I don't care if they're playing Golden State and Steph and Claire there. Jimmy Butler could basically take the game in his hands by himself. Yeah, sure, Steph could do that if he's hitting three-pointers from you know, uh, a mile down the road, if he's hitting every shot. But let's be serious. We haven't really seen that from Steph yet. Yeah, he hit some big shots. Certainly was a main reason why they won game two against Dallas. But we haven't seen that consistent Steph Curry going out there, let's say, um, 12 of 18 from a three-point range. Which, for those of you scoring at home, that's 36 points off the three. We, we know he's capable of that. We know that he doesn't miss foul shots, but for some reason, this postseason, he's missing foul shots. I mean, I saw with my own eyes through the television him missing two consecutive free throws. You know, for a guy that's 92 or 93% from the, the free throw line, that's something that I, I, I can't explain. You know, somebody for beat out automatic to miss two in a row, he's missed a lot of free throws this postseason. But to me, that, that's where I'm going to be engaged in. You give me a Boston Golden State NBA Finals, and it may not have been the one you projected when the season started. A lot of people are like, hey, Nets, Lakers. So how did that work out? Lakers didn't even make the friggin' playoffs, <laughs> and the Nets, you know, they're, they're a mess. You know, I don't know what the future holds for Kyrie Irving. You know, James Harden was there, and he quit. He didn't want to be part of that squad. Kevin Durant, you know, how much can he really do by himself? You know, Bruce Brown to me was the most intriguing player for that team. He was very good for, for the entire season. I think he's become um, a legitimate starter when it comes to the rest of that squad. But to me, give me Celtics, give me Warriors. To me, that that looks like a friggin' legitimate NBA Finals. Maybe one you couldn't have, you couldn't have projected. You know, a lot of people were on the Bucks. A lot of people were on the Phoenix Suns. But to me, listen, that that's gonna be some good basketball. And now we'll see. I mean, listen, Miami you know, is, in, is in a tough spot here. Boston could win two games at home. I think they could grab a hold of the series. They looked like the better team in game two. And even though they didn't play well in game one, you know, they lost the game just probably just as much from their lack of performance as opposed to Miami playing well. I think they're the better team. And I think Golden State's the better team when it comes to the series against Dallas. We'll see how it ends up turning out. I wanted to chime in a little bit when it comes to the PGA Championship. I'm not going to all of a sudden be a golf expert, and I, I laugh at a, a lot of people when it comes to social media. The majors come out, and all of a sudden they they want to they want to throw all these terms in there and make it like they really know what's going on when it comes to the world of golf. Now, you know maybe I'm missing something. I don't see a ton of intrigue when it comes to the future, when it comes to professional golf, um, and and a lot of it is. Proven, or a lot of it is shown by the amount of attention that Tiger Woods continues to get. Now, listen, Tiger Woods off of the near 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 fatal car accident, and obviously the back surgeries, and you know the the spazzing out that he had when you know after you know after he lost his father, all these different things that make him polarizing. If you're when it comes to Tiger Woods, you know who he is, and more than likely, you either love them or you hate them the amount of people that hate tiger woods is probably getting less and less by the day because there's not really that much unless you're unless you're a golf fan and you're roof for other golfers which i could see that unless you're a uh, a golf golfer right and maybe you're tired of the amount of attention that tiger woods gets when it comes to every time he steps on the golf course but we understand that there is something to the mystique of tiger woods The amount of majors that he's won. The amount of uh, tournaments that he's won over the course of his career. And his dream scenario that Tiger Woods could go out there and let's say on a Saturday afternoon make up six shots and be in the mix when it comes to the finals of winning the PGA Championship. More people that are following the PGA Championship are intrigued about Tiger Woods than they are about anything else when it comes to the world of golf. And that's just a fact. Uh, and, you know, I, I'm I'm, I'm, the, I'm not on either side. To me, it doesn't matter. Listen, I loved when Tiger won the Masters a handful of years ago. You know, that meant something to me. You know, whether it was my brother or my dad, they are like, holy shit, he won it. And there's a lot of other people that felt that way. You know, the the guy that basically has positioned himself to be the face of golf, whether it's good or bad whether he's dealt with ups or downs the bottom line is this has happened and what is it caused by it's caused by fans it's caused by the media there's no way you could take that switch and just turn it off and say that all of a sudden Tiger Woods is not going to be relevant you, the only thing that's going to change that is another marquee golfer to perform you know you've seen it whether it's a Rory McElroy or a Brooks Koepka or a Dustin Johnson you're waiting for somebody to go out there and win like Tiger did in the 1990s. And, and the bottom line is, that hasn't happened because it's just, it doesn't happen that often. It happens maybe once a generation, it happens maybe once every two generations. You know, I didn't get to see Jack Nicholas play. I mean, he was playing in the 80s while I was a little kid. I didn't pay attention to a lot of golf. I still really don't. But Jack Nicholas had that same sort of following. Now, Tiger took it to a different level because Tiger went from just being synonymous with golf to being just synonymous in the entertainment world. There are people that don't follow golf but will only look at it if Tiger Woods is in the mix. And if your reaction to more attention about Tiger Woods making the cut over the PGA tournament, the PGA championship, than any of the players that are performing and it matters that Tiger's 12 shots back and he's still in the mix and people are going to watch him. That's been caused by the fans. It's been caused by the media. And there's no way that's ever going to be changed. I'm sorry. you know, you've got somebody that has become so polarizing when it comes to the sport that there's nothing else that's going to happen without him. You know, as long as he's on the course... You're going to get millions and millions of people that are paying attention. If Tiger ain't there, what within the sport is drawing anybody in that isn't the diehard golf fan? And you might be the diehard golf fan, which is fine. If you are, I'm not going to make believe I am. I'll follow it just enough to be able to have a conversation with you. But I'm not. I'm not the avid golf fan. The avid golf fan will follow the sport regardless, whether Tiger Woods ever plays again. I understand that but what about the amount of fans and the amount of people that have interest in the pga championship because tiger woods is playing that's a lot there's a lot of people they're going to turn on their television there's people that are showing up at the event just because he's still playing and that accounts for something now, like I said, that avid golf fan might be pissed. That person that follows golf week in and week out is not going to be happy. And they're not going to be happy because there's attention to other golfers, whether it's somebody that could play. And maybe it's a moment for somebody else. What good golfers are in the mix when it comes to this tournament. And all the attention that's given to Tiger Woods may not be given to the other players. You know, guys like Scott Scheffler, Dustin Johnson, they didn't make the cut. And you know what? Those diehard golf fans are still going to follow the sport. There aren't a bunch of people that are going to turn off the television because those guys didn't make the cut. If Tiger Woods didn't make the cut this weekend, there goes half your ratings. And who knows? I mean, if Tiger somehow gets himself into the mix, which you know I don't really believe that he will, but who knows? Maybe he shoots, you know, a six under today, makes up some ground, and is at least in the mix when it comes to Sunday in the final round. You know, the ratings are going to be good for golf if he shoots uh, another three over and is just going to play out the string. There will be people that will just want to see how he does. But you're not going to see as many people following it. This is the Passball Show brought to you by JohnPioli.com, by St. Alwesher's Church in Jackson, New Jersey, by two A's, one passion food truck located in Scranton, Pennsylvania. As always, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the show. We'll be back with you. If things go well, maybe we'll do a show early Tuesday morning. So today is the 21st. You're looking at the 24th or for another version of the past ball show. Like I said, brought to you by JohnPielli.com, by St. Albert's Church in Jackson, New Jersey, by Two Ways, One Passion Food Truck, located in Scranton, Pennsylvania. You can check out the PBS on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, and, of course, videos on YouTube. God bless you, and as always, I'll see you on the other side. was on the Chicago Cubs roster, opening dead. I have many leather bound books, my apartment- of rich mahogany. Why don't you give it all or a majority of it, to the team that wins the freaking World Series? I was going to listen to that, but then I just carried on it in my life. I may come out as the biggest Major League Baseball manager apologist. that will only make someone work just hard enough not to get fired. Because hitters are going out there saying, I'm either going to hit a home run or I'm going to strike out. And if I don't get a pitch that I feel like I have to drive out of the park, I'm not even supposed to be here today. Especially prospect whores and hoarders are gonna be a little pissed off at me when I say this. I'm a dude playing the dude disguised as another dude. There are only two managers in baseball's Hall of Fame who have losing records. One of them is the iconic Connie Mack, who you could say, in spite of winning five World Series championships as a manager, could be in as much as a pioneer. Mm. and what side of the spectrum they're on. Were they pitching, were they batting? If your favorite team was pitching and a ball got inside and hit a batter, there's no way it could have been on purpose. But if you were a fan of the team that was batting and a ball got inside and hit somebody or went behind somebody's head, absolutely 100%, unequivocally, that pitcher was throwing at them. put their tail between their legs decided they're going to do exactly what they're told. You damn well right. Better give him a contract extension. You damn well right. Better make him the manager over the next series of years. 35 years ago, I could have loaned your parents the money for an abortion. (laughs)